Welcome to the Young Pro Podcast, where our goal is to better equip people working with young adults to grow God's kingdom. Today, we've all seen those people who are just extremely gifted in having good conversation. But is this actually an area of life where we all can be used by the Lord? Eric Lynch from UCO Lansing comes on the show to teach us how to become masters of conversation. I'm your host, Travis Wiesenberg, and this is the Young Pro Podcast. Back to the Young Pro Podcast today, guys. We are talking about how to be a master of conversation, how to just excel at having conversation in the outreach environment. And today we have a special guest on, my friend Eric Lynch. Eric, welcome to the show. And thanks for having me, Travis. Eric is a uh, is a UCO staff worker for Lansing and has been using some of these skills that we're going to talk about uh, in the young professional uh, context. He's been using these conversation skills for, for years as a staff worker and before that as a student and still uses them uh, at the Sycamore dinners in the, in the YPO context. So I guess jumping into it, Eric, when you're in a YPO environment, what's, what's on your mind? What's your mindset when you're in that environment? Well, I mean, first off, just hanging out with people. Right. You know, I think I think that's everybody's mindset. But, yeah. Uh, for me, especially, it's building friendships, whether it's friendships I already have or friendships that mm. I don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, coming into any environment that's that's more evangelistic, uh, especially ours in Lansing for Sycamore. Yeah. Uh, especially looking for the person who just needs to get connected. Mm. Uh, I think for myself. I'm probably, on the evangelistic scale, not the best at inviting people, mm-hmm. but I would consider myself really good at connecting people. Mm. Uh, I really think that that's, that's where my gifting is. That's where I thrive. Although I'm, I'm not going to not invite people. Right. I think everybody should be engaging in that. But I mm-hmm. think to the level of our gifting, for sure we need to be stepping into what's, what we're gifted at. So yeah. for myself, I come into that environment and say, I want to build relationships. And so for myself, I'm, I'm trying not to distinguish the new person from a person I already know. Mm. Uh, and so it's actually trying to incorporate new people into old relationships I have and mm-hmm. bring in old relationships that I have already established connections into the new context. Uh, because I, I think that that's one of the biggest thing in the young professionals environment. You know, if you look at it just from a business standpoint, you yeah. know, just in the professional world, what's the number one thing you're trying to do when you go to these places is you're trying to network, right? right. You want to build relationships. Right. You want to try to to see what you can do, right? And so when you come to YPO, most people are trying to connect. And mm. for us, like we're pretty straightforward. Hey, we're Christians. Mm. We're part of this community. It's important for us to, to like let that be known to people. And so people come in and that, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to get connected to these people or at least I want to check out this people. And so I'm trying to make those connections. And so that's where my mindset mm. goes every time. You know. Yeah, that's great. I think I think as YPOs there's such a limit on the time you can invest in 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 an outreach so so having a a mindset of like okay i'm not just trying to build relationships with new people i'm actually just building relationships in this community i'm not going to discriminate on these giftings i have i'm going to share them with the whole with the whole family with the Mm -hmm. whole community and also look to bring people in um i think that's a great point you made how how do you do that how do you take new people that aren't familiar with maybe maybe besides one person who invited them to everybody else how do you try and bridge those relationships mm-hmm. in a in a real practical way yeah absolutely travis so i think uh, this is 
I was just talking about with this uh, uh, last weekend at this retreat. Um, one of the things I look for in talking to a new person that I, I haven't talked to, or even as a person I know too, but mm-hmm. pro- especially with a new contact, uh, I'm mining for gold. Mm. You know, that's that's what I'm trying to do with yeah. this conversation. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up, okay, what does this person like to do? I'm really trying to connect with them, obviously, but I may find something out about this person that they really like woodworking, hmm. you know? And so I want to find a friend of mine who likes woodworking. I know a few guys. Yeah. Hey, have you met this guy? Because mm-hmm. you need to go talk to him. Bring him into the conversation, being wow. able to like incorporate that, you know, or just kind of going hard in that in that conversation about woodworking. Hey, I, I've heard this from my friend Josh on how he likes to woodwork and what he likes to do on the lathe. Yeah. What about you? Like, how how do you like to woodwork? What's that? And so I'm really mining for gold. Mm-hmm. And then when those things come up, because they always do, you right, know, you're, right. you're always going to. If you're a person who knows people, right, mm-hmm. and actually wants to get to know people, I think that's everybody should raise their hand in that. Like they want to get to know people. <laughs> right, right. You're going to find things that are actually going to cross-correlate with somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this person likes this. This guy likes the lions. This guy likes the giants. This guy loves going to adoration. This guy really mm. loves his services at his church, you know, and this guy's trying to find a church. Mm. You know, this guy's trying to go to a good place to pray. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, I can connect those people, uh, you know, and so I'm, I'm trying to mine for that gold and trying to get to know that person. I think sometimes we can get this mindset that kind of terrifies us of like, hmm. okay, I just have to ask these questions. I just have to ask these questions. Right. But actually it's, it, it's about, okay, how can I get to your heart? Mm. And how can I really pull that pearl out? Mm-hmm. You know, how, mm-hmm. can I, how can I unveil that and then yeah. use that to be able to bring you into the community? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. I think a lot of times we get caught up in in the questions instead of like, what are we actually looking right. for? We're looking for uh, to see someone's heart, see what they're interested in, then find that find that. It's been said before on here. Just find the image of God in that person and affirm Absolutely. it. Um, what well, getting back to the question side yeah, though, yeah. when you're mining, how do you? What are some questions when when you're really looking for those those gold nuggets, as you say? Absolutely. How do you how do you find those? I think for some yeah. of us, like getting to that deeper level is a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. Besides just the how's the weather, mm-hmm. what's your job like, where you're from. I think those are good, but how do you take that right. those answers and get it to the deeper levels? Absolutely. Uh, let me let me take a couple steps back here because sure. I know like not everybody on this listening to this is the most extroverted person, right? Who's trying to get to know everybody in the room? Right. Some people are more reserved. Mm-hmm. Some people actually really just love to observe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do think when we're trying to create evangelistic environments, because mm. we want to own those environments, we don't just want to enter into them and be a part of them, mm. right? They're our environment. And so we want to look for people like that. And so the first thing you have to just take that step. It t- it's a choice, right? Like mm. I've got to choose to see the new person, not talking to anybody. I got to mm. make the choice to go approach this person who's come maybe once before or never before mm. and actually engage her or him in conversation. I have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. If you can't make that choice, then you're actually not going to grow in this area. Yeah. You know, because I think the Lord has this for all of us in our environments. Mm-hmm. The Lord wants us to be taking these steps. So, so to start there is to make the choice. Mm. One, to know that I'm owning this environment. This is, this is my group of people. Right. And if this, this isn't your group of people, make it your group of people, right? Mm. Own the environment, it's yours. You know more about it than the new person, right? Mm-hmm. Engage that person, the choice to engage. For me, like, this is, I'm a very extroverted and outgoing guy, but it's still a choice 
And sometimes it's a hard choice. Right. Sometimes it's a hard choice <laughs> yep, yep. to actually go and talk to that new person. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm just not feeling it today. You know, I, I give myself excuses, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, this person needs a community. This person needs Jesus. Yep. Right. So you got to make that choice. And then when I engage in conversation, how do you take it from the surface level? You know, mm. oh, the weather's nice outside. You know, the Lions finally won a game today. This right. is happening. You know, right. like it's just super trivial. Yeah. Yeah. So take it deep. Um, one of the methods I love to use is the Ford method. Hmm. Now, at first look, you're going to say like, but this is pretty superficial stuff. Right. Well, the the first questions in this are actually superficial, but they allow you to to start plumbing the depths. Hmm. So the first one, Ford, it's an acronym. Mm-hmm. You have F O R D. F is for family, O is for occupation, R is for recreation, and D is for dreams. Ooh. So in a way, like, you're looking at this, and at first, like, of course, like, some of these seem superficial, but actually, yeah, yeah. like, to get to know someone's family, that's kind of huge. Like, hmm. if you just start asking me questions about my family, I love my family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's going to allow me to start getting easy into the conversation, occupation, what do I do for my work? Do I actually really love my job? Mm. Or is it a job that that's a job? What's going to be the, the most helpful thing there to actually engage in that co- that conversation? Mm-hmm. R for, for recreation. What do you like to do for fun? Mm. You know, are you, what you're doing for fun is that's a great opportunity to get to know if the person like really is following the Lord or not, you know? Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you're like, I'm, a, I'm questioning this. What do you like to do for fun? Well, I like to do this thing that's not really helpful. That's not great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I love to do this. Yeah. And it's actually wow, that's actually super cool. Mm. And I, I see that you're engaging with the life of your church. Yeah. And this is awesome. Okay, great. So there's some footholds mm. there I can use. So you can kind of gauge their stage of interest with yeah. that too. Yeah. Absolutely. And mm. then D dreams is, what do you want to see yourself doing? You know, what's your mm. dream job? What's, you know, this is doesn't need to be the high and lofty stuff. Right. Right. I think most people dreams, it's like, I can't wait to start a Fortune 500 business. No, like dreams can just simply be like, what vacations do you want to be taking with your family, you know, or, Hey, what's next year? Look, what's the next five years of your life look mm-hmm. like, you know? And those like, I don't like to pull those out as much because they can sometimes be a little bit cliche and they can get a little awkward sometimes. Cause yeah. I asked that question. It's like, uh, I thought we were better friends than like, give me your dreams, you know? But anyways, <laughs> I still think it's a very valid thing to bring out mm. because, you know, a person who's more like, if you're having a hard time cracking the egg, yeah. you're not finding yeah. the goal. They're, one word answer is sometimes dreams really pull someone out, mm. right? Because they're a very reserved person. You know, maybe they don't like to talk about their family. Maybe their job is like, it's okay. There's nothing special. The recreation is like, I just like reading books. Mm-hmm. Okay, my dreams. Well, actually, I'd like to write a book someday. Mm, yeah. You know, oh, what type of book? And then, you're, and then you actually bring them out of something. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is huge. Once you get somebody like giving you more than one word answers, that's the gold, mm. right? That's what you really want to touch right. on because people really love to talk about themselves, Yeah, you know, and being Christians, we want to serve people, right? Mm. Like my goal is to serve you is not to be served by you. Right. And so the mm-hmm. way I serve people is by actually getting them to talk more than myself. Hmm. One of the, one of the things one of my mentors told me that he likes to do is he likes to see the conversation as text bubbles at the end of the conversation, I want their text bubble to be twice the size of mine. Hmm. They need to, their text bubble needs to be bigger. Okay. You know, but that doesn't mean like checkbox questions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, ask about their family, ask about their siblings. Right, I think I got the F down. Okay. Oh, you know, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. just be checking it off. But 
it's actually in a way to actually draw them out and into life, right? Because mm-hmm. the more that somebody's interested in you, and also like the more that you can find the the, the same interests, you can just get geeked out about it. Like that's right. that's where somebody really feels the connection. Mm. It's super important that it's also not just like I'm just here to ask the questions and I'm interrogating you, <laughs> but it's actually finding the synergy between mm. the two. Mm-hmm. Where to, where can you actually find a, an awesome place for you guys to meet? Mm. And that's what you guys talk about. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think just I think that's great. I think finding those commonalities and then yeah, as geeking out about them. You know, is whether it's Lord of the Rings, whether it's <laughs> You know, whether it's your family, you both, you know, you both grew up in the same place or you both have, you know, all sisters. It's something Mm -hmm. like that. Talking about those common experiences on a human level Mm -hmm. can can sometimes open somebody up a lot more to to go deeper on a spiritual level. I think, I think they, they, at the end of the conversation, if they've asked you a a question, I think a lot of times we get worried about, oh man, I, I, you know, a good conversation usually is questions back and forth, you know, but your, your point about, I'm okay, I'm actually here to serve. I'm actually here to love this person. It's okay. If you know, I asked the first ten questions, and, and the first seven of them are one-word questions. But that last one, they just—you finally hit what they're really passionate about, right. and then they're they're actually talking to you about it and explaining things. And then mm-hmm. after that, if they then turn to you and just like, "Hey, well, tell me about yourself," right? That's I think that's that's a great sign. Is like yeah. you've actually started a relationship. Yeah, Trev. I it, another thing to tack onto that. This yeah. is just kind of an extra thing that's helpful is. Most people in this world, mm. uh, when they're not engaging with, hopefully like in a Christian context where they feel loved, most of the time they're, they're actually not talked about. People don't really care. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I have maybe two neighbors in my neighborhood mm. that that I can have a great conversation with. Mm. The rest, it's like, hey, you know, if that, you know, right. like we we'll, right. we'll barely talk to each other. So when somebody comes into these contexts, uh, and this can be helpful to know is, Maybe they're actually just, they're used to people not really talking to them, Hmm. you know, and they're not used to this. And so their one word answers are not, they're not interested in you. It's that they're just surprised that somebody cares. They're really surprised that somebody actually wants to love on them for Mm -hmm. a little bit because that's our goal, right? Right. Whether at the end of the conversation, you're best friends or not, you loved on that person. Now, the problem is I think that sometimes Christians stop there and it's like, okay, cool, I've talked to them, I'm going to go wander off mm. without connecting them. But connection is important. But we also have to understand, we get to show our environment, show the love of Christ through the environment by engaging with people. Most people outside of our Christian environments, our community environments, aren't getting love. Mm. They're not. Yeah, It's just true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's kind of the mindset of I'm going to put up the, the privacy fences. Yep. And that's not just... That's not just literal, that's also spiritual. Oh, yeah. That's also emotional and yep. relational, right? I just want these fences. And so when they come into our environments, what we want to do is just love them hmm. into the community, love them into the kingdom. And that's the way that we do that. So we also have to realize that they're probably not coming into this context like, I know how to relate to everybody because everybody's so loving all the time. Yeah. You no, know, we have the opportunity to be that. So we don't want to miss that opportunity. And that's a weighty opportunity to to be an example to love somebody like Christ. That's a that's a massive opportunity God gives us in Absolutely. in a culture that's just starved. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, starved of just actual people caring about somebody. Mm-hmm. That and I think you make a good point about saying is it's not that they're not interested. It's not that they're trying to have a cold conversation. It's they're just right. not used to people actually 
really caring what what's going on in their life, caring right. what uh, what kind of person they are. I mm-hmm. think I think that's so rare, and I think we have just a beautiful opportunity to show Christ's love in a right. very profound, simple way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's scary, and it's I and I think different levels of fear for different people. But if yep. we're able to get over that, if we're able to actually show God's love in that way. It's it actually makes a huge difference uh, mm-hmm. in bringing people to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, how do you end the conversation? How do you seize those opportunities? Yeah. You spoke a little bit about sometimes we end we end just, oh, that's a great conversation. Well, I'll see you again in two weeks at Sycamore. How do you try and take that, okay, this was a really good conversation. I think this person really felt loved. How do you, yeah. how do you use that uh, momentum? 100%. This is, in, in my opinion, the most important part of the conversation. Hmm. I really, it, sometimes, and this I've done this personally, and this is where it really just, I kind of beat myself up about it. But hopefully, I think I've done better from the last time I did it, but you really should end the conversation by getting their number mm. and trying to get together with them outside that environment. Mm. The goal of our life is not just to have awesome dinners at Sycamore mm-hmm. dancing. Our goal is to actually bring people into a relationship mm. with, a, with the, our brothers and sisters around us and with the Lord, or deeper with the Lord if they already have one. Mm-hmm. And so I always try to end a conversation with, hey, bro, can I get your number? Mm-hmm. You know, I do it with the guys. I've got a wife. I'm not going to get yeah. girls. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I'll, a good I'll idea. My sister's in together. Right, right, right. But, but with the guys, for me, mm-hmm. um, it's always, dude, that was a great conversation. Can I get your number? Let's get together. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the one of the guys that I know who's been uh, who's been key in inviting this guy to our into our sycamore stuff. He's actually in in UCO, <laughs> but. I mean, he's going to get together with this guy to go golfing. Yeah. He's bringing him to our prayer meeting tonight. Hmm. The guy's coming over to my house for dinner. Because wow. we're having Hospitality Sunday for us in the work of Christ. That's mm-hmm. actually people come and then they go to other people's houses for dinner. Wow. So it's like a nice meal. And so it's just key when you do that and you actually invite somebody into your life. See, the thing about our young professional environments is that they're environments away from our homes. Hmm. And people can feel loved in that. I'm not saying that they can't. Right. But where people really feel connection is when you bring them into your home. Mm. And then when you know you've actually cracked through is when they invite you into their home. Yep. Yep. Your dinner table is going to speak more volumes than some stranger's dinner table that, like, they don't really know. Mm-hmm. And that you know, obviously, because you're part of the community. Mm-hmm. But it's your dinner table is going to speak more volumes than that. Yeah. You know, and so it's just super important to make sure that when you're ending the conversation, it's not just, all right, we had the conversation, check the box, I move on. It's actually, I had the conversation. How is this guy, how is this girl getting absorbed into my life? Mm. Because we talk about, you know, we want to love people. But when you just walk away from a conversation without, like, trying to further the connection, further the relationship, you're actually not loving them. You know, it's just important to understand that. Mm. We want ongoing love. We don't just want five minutes of good conversation love. Right. Right? And so how I end is typically by asking for their number. Uh, Now, like, if it's a person who I've connected with somebody else and, okay, this person seems like they're they're doing it, they're getting their number, Mm -hmm. excellent, but I really have to move on, then I'm just cordial and saying, like, hey, guys, I got to head out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to get over there and talk to my wife or I'm going to get over there and talk to, to this guy I need to get with him. You know, like that's fine to pull away. Mm-hmm. But if you're not trying to connect them to somebody else mm-hmm. or if you're not trying to connect them to your life, then I think that's where the fail is in. Right. You know, I think we can fail in two ways. We can fail 
And this is both for the reserve people and the non res and the outgoing mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. The reserve people you feel by not entering into the arena. On the other side, with the with the outgoing people, you fail by not bringing them into your arena. Hmm. Right, your space needs to become their space. Hmm. You know, I think we have some people that might say, like, "Well, my relational capital is all used up." Yeah. But Jesus gives us more, you know. Hmm. And maybe you need to ask the question, like, "Do I just have too many relationships that are like not oriented towards the Lord, hmm. or do I have too many relationships that are oriented towards the Lord that that none are actually oriented towards evangelism?" You know, hmm. and so we want to make sure that we're freeing ourselves up to be able to evangelize people. If you can count your circle and say, like, I actually don't know any non-Christians, that's a problem. Right. You know, because we want to put ourselves in context with other people that don't know Christ. Mm -hmm. Or in context with other people who don't have good community. Mm -hmm. You know, because somebody could be going to church, but they're floundering in their faith because they don't have community. You know, some of our churches struggle with community. Right. So we want to make sure that we're actually giving ourselves space to be able to do that work. And if you're just overloaded you got to either A, just start looking for other people, mm-hmm. or B, you just need to ask the Lord to give you more mm. uh, because that's just what needs to happen because Jesus has just got to do that for you. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's hard to argue. If you're too busy to love the people in the YPO environment, I think you got to ask yourself, why am I in it? Mm-hmm. I guess any, any last words of encouragement you can give fellow YPs, I think this is just... This has been encouraging. This has been equipping. Um, mm-hmm. Just anything that, that you think that YPOs just need to hear right now in this mm-hmm. in this vein. I think there's a couple things that I just want to say to, to people in the YP environments, in the YP world, especially in our life here, is to be encouraged hmm. that the Lord's got this work. Yeah. Right? This isn't ours. This isn't a thing that I get to grow. This isn't a thing that I get to, like, control. It's, it's the Lord's. Amen. Like, be encouraged by that, and don't be overwhelmed, because I think there's there's two ways that people fall in this when we talk about, like, conversations and, and building, you know, building relationships yeah. with people. You fall either on the sense of, like, overwhelmed, hmm. and it's like, wow, I just am so, like, I can't do that. I'm not there yet. Be encouraged. Jesus is on your side. Mm. If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty huge to yeah. understand that. That if the Lord is really doing this, we don't have anything to worry about, right? <laughs> That's right. And if you pray, God, use me today, then mm-hmm. God, Lord's going to use you. Mm-hmm. I prayed that prayer yeah. every day when I was in college. And you know what? I got an opportunity to give my testimony to my entire class. Hmm, yeah. And I had an opportunity to hear from a girl who was very pagan. She even mm-hmm. said she was pagan. Tell me that she felt so loved by me mm. to the whole class. Hmm. And like... That's just for me praying, God, use me. You know, yeah. I want to I want to I want to be a witness, mm-hmm. you know. So be confident that the Lord is on your side. Now the other side people can fall hmm. is just pride. Mm-hmm. We need to have a humility about ourselves, guys. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just really outgoing, really extroverted, very very good at conversation and you're just like, "Bro, I'm the best conversationalist there is." <laughs> Praise God. Right. How many people have you brought to know Jesus? You know, like you need to ask yourself that question. Mm. Okay, if I'm a conversationalist, am I using it more in my professional environment and trying to further my career? Or am I using it to actually bring people to know Jesus Christ? I really believe that people who have this gifting in the church just like I'm just saddened to see that people don't use it for the glory of God. Yeah. You know, have some humility and say, Mm. okay, 
I'm not perfect at this. I might be a good conversationalist, but I'm still not engaging with new people in the y, in the YP environment. Mm. You know, and so we just we want to make sure that we're actually filling ourselves with a humble mind, mm. and also knowing that this is God's work. This is not my work. Mm. You know, we need to have that humility, but also challenge yourself. Mm. Look at your life. Are you more apt to network in the professional world, or are you more apt? to evangelize in the Christian world, hmm. right? And so if you come to the YP environments and you're like, I got my boys, I got my girls, whatever, I'm just going to hang out with them and I'm not going to... But at work, you're just a guru at just talking to new people, making connections, moving up in your company. Hmm. Wow, I, I think that there's something drastically wrong with that. Right. Like yep. we, we really need to be involved in bringing people to know Jesus. So if you have that gifting, don't. I don't want you to squash it yeah, I want you to divert it right. to use it. To yeah. Jesus, use it. Mm. Uh, so that that's my encouragement. Yeah, uh, but I I also just think we really need to understand about the environment that we're in. I think a lot of young professionals still have the mindset of okay, I'm involved in this community, I'm a part of this strong community. I love it. It's uplifting, but sometimes we can forget that our communities are meant to be great commission communities, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we need to be out extending our arms to people and being the hands of Jesus right, and the mouth of Jesus by speaking his truth to people, <laughs> yep, right? Yep. Like, but I, I really think that we need to engage in that and actually really see that our environment is super important, mm. super key. And you know what? Let's use that environment. Let's own the environment. Let's mm. not just go because we want to have a good time. Let's go to see God glorified and see people come to know him. Mm. That's huge. If we're not getting that, then we've like, there's no point in having a sycamore. Yeah. There's no point in having a living stones. Mm-hmm. There's no point, mm-hmm. right? It's just, just get, just give up. Cause yeah. if you're not actually trying to bring people to know Jesus and you're not trying to own the environment, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, so that's, that's what, that would be my encouragement. Yeah. That's an act of encouragement. Yeah. yeah Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think, I mean, just that last point that you said a couple times in this episode about don't just be there. Right. Own it. Own it. This is your this is your environment. This is your slice of the kingdom that the Lord's blessed mm-hmm. you with. And whether you fall on the more introverted or extroverted side, it's God who equips you. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and that and there's confidence in that. And mm-hmm. and Jesus wasn't silent on this area, this area of evangelism, this area of loving people yep. uh, through action but also through speech. So Eric, thank you. Thank you for your time. I think this is gonna be used used gratefully and encourage the people to to do the actual work. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me.